introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast. I'm super excited on today to have someone that I literally, literally just met and reached out to like a couple of days ago. Uh, his name is Cubs the Poet. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, a good a good friend of mine said best of both. So I've been carrying that that uh, phrase around, best of both, whenever, whenever anybody asks. Gotcha, gotcha. So best of both of what? That's a good follow up. Uh, uh-huh. I guess what's been and what's to come to, you know, like I'm glad I, <laughs> I'm glad I got through today. Um, like I was telling you earlier, I have a newborn. So I have a two year old, mm-hmm. I have an 11 year old, a two year old and then a, a two month old. And we just kind of been getting used to moving as a unit. Um, so they're down to sleep. And now, you know, I'm on here with you. And then I have to go actually once this is over, go finish this billboard poem that I'm working on where um, I'm painting a poem on a billboard. Uh, oh, we're going in. We're going in already, huh? Okay. All right. I see where we're going. I love it. I love it. He jumps out the gate with a billboard poem. All right. I understand where, where this is going here. And I, and I appreciate the height in which we are going tonight. Good stuff, man. Talk, well, go ahead. Tell me, tell me about the bill, billboard poem, man. Well, the billboard poem, uh, a friend of mine hit me up and said, you know, I know this guy who has this restaurant. Um, it's kind of slowed down because of quarantine. He wants to activate the space with some art, some billboard art. Um, and so he reached out to a friend of mine. My friend got in contact with me uh, and said, hey, let's put a poem on a billboard. I said, OK, well, let's take it a step further. And I want to paint um, my art because I'm an artist as well. I want to paint an image um, and I want to have a poem. I want to paint a poem as well. I don't want it to be printed on or, you know, anything like that. I want to actually get up there and paint it. So we've been for the past like two weeks. I see why people use projectors and they do the printers because everything is just smooth and easy. So we've been measuring out, you know, each letter. Um, it's just been a wild process. We have yet to, we're painting. We're going to start painting today, tonight. I mean, so that's exciting that, that we're almost done. But it's it's been a crazy uh, process just to get to learn how, you know, like the poem. Luckily, the poem was already written. Uh, right. normally, normally I do spontaneous stuff and like be in the moment. But, you know, like seeing the, the, the scale, I know if I didn't have that poem written, it would have changed or I would have been like out of my head uh, trying to figure out how to. What the, you know, all of this space, you know, I could, I could, right. so right. we went up there with this uh, uh, three lines. I said, uh, if I matter and you matter, then what's the matter? And so, uh, that's that's and that's to me, that's like that's like a rare, uh, a rare poem for me because most of the time I like to fill up a page, I like metaphors, I like to go on a path, a journey, and then come back or leave you hanging. With this one, I was I was with the mentality of advertisement. It's a billboard, the location, who's going to read it? Am I trying to like provoke thought, or you know, am I trying to like, you know, redefine somebody's mindset? Um, who am I even talking to? 
you know, mm. like, and it's so interesting how certain words are so timely right now. Like, um, to Man. even bring in another project, I have to do this poem uh, for this company that's all about um, empowering new uh, leadership, courageous leaders, getting rid of divisive narratives. But they want me to write to a white audience. So their audience is mainly like um, people who don't think racism exists and also who are racist. And so it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> like I have to write, you know, and I'm thinking, and sometimes I don't like to know that stuff. I just want to write, but it's good to know who I'm, you know, who I'm writing for or to. Your audience is, yeah. So one of the, it's, it's, it's the first time as well that I had someone co-edit, or sorry, edit the poem, ask for another draft. So the follow-up mm. draft, he put in a word that says, uh, kneeing oppression or something like that. And I was like, oh man, like <laughs> just that Ooh. word, knee, it gives you a, like a, you know, it, it, it could be totally outside of, Actually, you know, regardless, actually, can't even be outside of George Floyd, right? And the murder of George Floyd, you know, like, and that's so interesting how these, like, when people see the word matter, they automatically almost think Black, Black lives, lives Matter. matter. That's been an interesting space to be in uh, with this billboard project because it's, if I matter and you matter, then what's the matter? So it's kind of elevating uh, matter, you know what I mean? Like, right. That's, that's been a big thing too, because, like, you know, I don't know about you know, anybody else, but with me, I've been battling against what's individual and what's human being. Like, mm. I want to, I want to be, but then I'm also in a space where, you know, people project identity. I've kind of been conditioned to certain things, you know, behaviors or whatever, and I'm trying to work through those, but it's just been interesting to see it, you know, and even with this billboard, if you matter and I matter, then what's the matter? So it's like, mm. can we even... Yeah, we can look past. Yeah, I understand your identity. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to blah blah blah. So now, how do we communicate? You know, we've gotten through the difficulties and the similarities. How do we build? You know, and I like how you say direction. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I think that's what we're all trying to figure out. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah. So, so you give me you give me some good stuff, man, and and my brain is going several ways. Uh, so you said some one of your friends, one of your colleagues called you and say, hey, I have a friend that has a restaurant that wants to kind of enhance the aesthetic. And he thought that uh, some art, some poetry would be great, like on the wall and around. Right. Um, so have, is this your first time doing a mural or a wall? Well, you know, this. Well. This is my first time doing a billboard. A billboard. Now, now a mural I've done. I'm trying to think, I've done like a few murals. Um, I've done one um, on this hair salon. It was called uh, the People's Protest, a poetic protest. Mm. Um, and it was just. And once again, I'm learning how the process is almost. I mean, sorry, not almost. How the process is just as valuable as the poem. Because um, when I was doing this mural, it's uptown New Orleans, um, a bunch of white people. And so I'm doing the poem. And this guy's a friend of mine who owns the salon. So his salons are all over the country. He has mm -hmm. schools that teach, that teach hairstylists. Um, 
And and some of the hairstylists, black hairstylists are like, you know, most of these mannequins we learn on are white mannequins. Most of the products are for white hair or 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 different different every other kind of hair except for black people. And so it was interesting to hear that. So he said, Hey man, how do you feel about this? He's just talking to me, you know, friend to friend. It wasn't like, hey, I need uh an artist or a poet to speak for me. It was just more so friend to right. friend, whatever, whatever. And so I wrote the I started writing the poem and it's like the American the Americans mind, heart, and soul is being redefined. And there's more ahead. That's kind of the ending of the poem. And as I was writing it, he said, you know, why the American? And I said, you know, well, you know, I like I like that right there. I like that you see this poem and you have that reaction. Now, I'm not here to tell you. I'm not here to give you no answer. That's not that's not the point. The point mm. is, what are you? What do you mean? What do, what do you mean? Why American? You know, why don't you think Americans' mind, heart, and soul don't need to be redefined? We can go down that road, but like, that's what I've been really uh, been interested in on. But uh, with the murals and also the way I write my poems, with the with the spontaneity of being in person and people giving me a topic, mm-hmm. I like I like I like that I like that about this whole process. You know, like that's honestly. To even go further, that's what got me into this style of poetry, opposed to what I grew up watching and trying to emulate with like the spoken word and having uh, poems um, committed to memory. And how I can go to an open mic and be like, wow, that poet, um, that's like that's like the hundredth time that poet has recited this poem because it's so like, it's like just talking. And then you can see the other poets, you know, some of them read from the phone, some of them are like, I, you know, I've, I've had a moment where I forgot the whole poem and I had to like, I had to like choose in that moment to leave or like look at my phone and I had to, I had to look at my phone and get through it because that's a lesson, you know, but, um, right, right. but no, that's, that's kind of like what I like about this. It really teaches me how to be open and intimate with the process uh, that it takes to write the poem. Um, and the murals is just that and the billboard is that as well, you know, like just pushing my, my like craft. You know, like before I even think about what's the poem going to be, I'm taking in all of these factors, you know, drawing them in kind of. OK, you know, I totally understand what you're saying. I I just finished a poem for this grad chapter uh, of the sorority, um, Delta Sigma Theta, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And it will be the chapter poem that will live on. Oh, wow. And so that that meant a lot to me. One, my wife is a Delta. I'm an Alpha. And, you know, she was able to read it before I sent it out, you know, for approval. And she was like, yeah, that's good. So I have the, I not only have the gift to write poetry, but I also have the gift to write poetry in someone else's voice. Mm be it male or female. And I just need the narrative. I just need the story, the conversation, and I'm able to translate. Mm. Right. So, so yeah, no, they have an event this sun, this Sunday and they'll have one of their sorority sisters recite it. It's good stuff, man. I'm excited, you know, um, because that's legacy that will live on. Mm. Right. Um, I've done the same thing for my fraternity, you know, so um, uh, I really appreciate people like yourself because uh, I can relate. 
you know, and what's really exciting is companies and organizations starting to see that poets are more than poems. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm. We're, we're more than love poems, you know, in the stereotypical cadence of uh, spoken word artists, right? We are people who are, who is hmm, people who are great with words. Words, And who needs words more than marketing Mm. companies, Mm. right? They, They utilize and hire copywriters all the time. But this is what we do. We we play with words all the time. So I want to get poets to understand that they're more than their poems mm. that they recite at open mics. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, yeah, you, that's, that's you figured you figured it out. You figured it out that you can get hired to write. That's why I was excited when you jumped out the gate and said. You're painting a poem on a wall. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 go there. You know what I mean? Let's 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 go from the typical paper or Google Doc <laughs> where we write our poems, you know, and um and, and let's blow it up. I mean, let's I really I really have to give you know, and I think there's so many ways. If, if I know you didn't ask why or how did that happen. But like, there's just it's just like a, the the blessing of like being open to 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 it, you know. Like I had I had no plan, uh, and one day I woke up from my parents' basement. I was, I was studying psychology in college. Mm. Woke up in the basement. Woke up from I don't know if it was a TV that was playing. But sometimes shit happens where you fall. Uh, sometimes that happens where you fall asleep, and whatever's on the TV you start to dream about. And so mm. I woke up. And, and something in my mind said, what do you want to do? And it didn't feel like a question. It just felt, it felt like, it just felt, it felt so power, moving, inspiring that I wrote a poem. It was called, Do You Like Poetry? And that's the first, I was 22, and that's the first time I ever wrote a poem that I memorized like that, you know, like, just like that. And so after I had it committed to memory, it was like, what do you, what do you, what's next? So I, I said, okay, I'm getting my car. I went downtown. And this is Frederick, Maryland. I was staying in Frederick, Maryland, and I'm I'm uh, Market Street, one little street where everything happens. I went there and I set up, and everybody that walked past me, I looked them in their face. Do you like poetry? And if you stopped and said yes, why, or whatever your reaction was, it was your reaction. But I would recite you that poem, and so mm-hmm. I did that the whole summer, the same poem every day. And and um, towards the end of that summer, you know, before my parents were in my ear about what you're going to do, you know, you're going back to school or what's your plans once you graduate. Um, I think I went out and this lady rolled up on me and said, hey, I want to pay you to recite poetry in my store. So I said, cool, I'm going to go check it out. So I went in there. She was like, yeah, I'll give you something, something, an hour or whatever. I said, oh, that's, I don't even think it was an hour. I think it was a flat rate of like a hundred bucks. I said, oh, cool. Uh, so I walked into the store. She had a typewriter on the store. I said, you know what? Something about once again just being open. Uh, let me have that typewriter and not the the hundred dollars. So then on, there's there's that story. There's that story. Um, but wait, 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 wait! You can't jump past that, man. You four went the one hundred dollars mm-hmm. and asked 
Well, in lieu of the one hundred dollars, let me get that typewriter. Yep. What did you see in your head? Well, look, even, even one before I answer that, uh, I thought about this a few weeks ago. I was like, what if that typewriter didn't work? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like so thankful that that typewriter worked. It had ink in it, right? And, and I just got on it and was like, oh, this is it. This is. Growing up, I was like, I don't like poetry for the simple fact that, or my biggest, I can't say I don't like poetry. My biggest um, issue with being taught poetry in school is that we may never meet these poets that's poems are like, you know, boom, boom, like, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the curriculum or whatever. Because that's the one thing we will always miss is like, unless it's a great poem, you know, the greatest poems get to that where, you know, you can feel it, you feel as though you are the poet, but like, you know, that we will never meet that poet. So my thing was like, how do you know, what, what's up with that? And I think, uh, I think with this typewriter, I realized, oh, each person I meet is going to get a poem that they had something to do with, you mm -hmm. know, like it's their poem, you know, like, and so that was interesting. Uh, but no, going into it, I have no idea why I was like, I want that typewriter. You know, I had never said that, before. you know, that's, that's not a pattern. That's not something I'm, you know, used to doing, believing in, practicing. It just came out of nowhere. Let me get that mm -hmm. typewriter. Mm -hmm. you know? And look mm -hmm. at that, like not even thinking I needed that hundred dollars for something, you know, or like what could that hundred dollars go to? Or right. look at me, I made a hundred dollars off a poem to my mom and dad or whoever, you know, it's just like, no, let me and then and then staying into that vision, um, that just propelled me. And we talked about that earlier, like doing events. Um before the events, though, I sat up on the street. Uh, I went back to New Orleans and sat up in the French Quarter every day. Um, and like I was I was in and out of class. And then eventually um, I stopped going back to school because the poetry. Uh, it it's like uh, I'm able to feel whole and fulfilled through. I found my purpose. And so and so um, every day, nine to four. Um, I'm I'm going to the quarter to write poems, um, free poems, uh, donation, pay what you want. Uh, right. Oh, shit. I mean, shoot, I can't pay rent, so okay, let me do five to ten dollar poems. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, people are giving me twenty dollars anyway. Okay, twenty dollar poems, and so I did that for uh, since 2010 to about 2016. Uh, 16. Towards that back end of years, uh, people started setting up next to me. So they were like, hey, man, I heard about you. Can I set up next to you? So in my mind, I'm like, man, okay. Set up next to you to do what? Do the same thing I'm doing, to be on a typewriter type of poem. And and so initially, I have to take, I ha you have to do this, right? When you're open and, and you believe, you have to, you have to like, you have to move with like a certain, I don't understand at the moment, but I have to go with it because uh, in that moment I realized, oh, okay, this is not the this is not the end. <laughs> this is not the end goal. You know, if they got it cool, now I got to go to the next thing. So the next thing was the weddings, and then what I do at the weddings now um, is I write. I write book. I make books. That's how I make my living. I make books uh, at the events. So I put together a book of poems. Yeah, yeah, and so that's my business. So you have conversations with the attendees 
write them poems, and then all of those poems go into one book. So now the wedding party gets a book of poetry. And that's, that's, you know, that's, that's something I want to get. I mean, that's, that's the thing, man, you know, patent, copyright, whatever. That's the thing that I think was push poetry, push my, you know, poetry still matters is my, my business that, you know, I'm at a space now where I get, like I said, I had to be open, right? I couldn't get upset with people who copied what I was doing because it's all, we're all in this. So what I'm realizing is I, I have to be open with what I'm doing and the, and the knowledge and the experiences that I'm going going mm-hmm. through because it's just like how you said it right here, uh, that scrolling at the bottom, you know, like that's exactly what it is. But I, I mean, these books I think are, are like the, the, the thing, like, um, so I do that, and then uh, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, no, no, you can't, you can't skip past the books, man. Like, okay, all right, cool. So you wrote poems mm. at weddings. Mm. You brought them together, made a book. So you got the book published. Well, so this is the thing with the books. They're one on one right now. This so I'm ready now to jump into. You know, everybody at the wedding get a book. Um, publishing through, you know, my publication. I, that's that's what we're doing now. But right. But leading up, it was the couples signed a contract. This is a one one edition book for for the couple, dedicated to. I mean, sorry, from the family and friends made by, by made by Cubs Poet. And so I did that for the past two three years. So I, I'm not, like I'm 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 binding the books. I'm I'm hand binding the books. I'm typing the books. So I had to learn all of that just just to know it. So now it's like now it's the business, you know, finding the poets that want to do it, make the books. Cause I want there, you know, there are no black, I'm sorry, I think it's only like two black owned publication companies in the States. And I wanna I wanna I wanna get into that world of like for instance, this this is my first little book of poems. Um it's called what I did with my free time. And, and this is just, this is just, it, and this is just putting together. I had to send you one in the mail, but it's just putting together images with um, the poems. Yep. Um, and I'll read one later maybe, but, but what I'm realizing is, oh, and oh, and these books, $25, right? $25. Uh, it costs, it costs 1200, roughly 1200 bucks. To print a hundred. So clearing it and then I'm putting so the next run is gonna be this book with more poems. So the, the next run is gonna be larger, second volume. But I wanna start showing people, you know, boom, that's another way, you know, and and it's interesting too because I don't know, you know, I don't know if I haven't I haven't really sat with this thought, but I don't know how much it interrupts the poetry to know that you can make money before you're ready to for it. You know, like I feel I took that route of I wanted to grind for 10 years, trust my voice, go all through all these experiences, write all these poems, meet all these people. But now it's like now I'm about to, I'm making the money now, you know, because it's time to make the money uh, just to reinvest, uh, to live life, to like all of the things, you know, but. 
and that goes to the industry that you're speaking of. There, there is an industry and there is a way. You know, I grew up thinking I had to be a rapper. I had to have a CD. I had to rap. And when I tried to rap, it, it sounded just like that. It sounded like I was trying. But even though I had bars, even though people liked what I was saying, it didn't. It, I didn't feel it, you know. And right. I, I had to say, that's not for me. And once I gave that up and started writing these poems and doing this poetry, it's crazy what what I've like experienced off of this this ten year uh, portion of my life dedicating it to poetry. You know. And, Let me ask you this, Cubs. Why do poets feel like they have to be or feel guilty? for wanting to make money for their craft. Like even even when you were talking about it, you were like, you know, you know, like why 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 aren't we confident in that? Like all of the other artists, you know, because we know we would not ask a singer, even a rapper or even a, a dancer to perform for free. Right. So why do they expect poets to do the same, to do that? Well, that's a great question. I mean, I, either we're, we must be in the midst of it happening for there to be an example. Because, I mean, I, I don't know if we have any examples. Like Gil Scott Heron, you know, or like Saul Williams. I don't know if they're looked at as like, I mean, I look at them like you know those superstars. I mean, I, but I'm I'm still like Jay Z is a is a poet, but I don't I don't know why. Uh, I can tell you why I had that feeling. Like I I wanted to make sure I knew that if somebody gave me a hundred dollars or fifty cent, that poem would not be different. I wanted to make sure I understood that because if somebody sat up in my face and said, "Yo, poet, I got a hundred thousand dollars, write me a poem," I wanted to, I wanted to make sure. That hundred thousand dollars is not going to change what I'm gonna write down. Now I, I'm saying, I'm saying the, the inspiration for the poem. Now if somebody wanted to edit the poem or tell me, you know, they need a different word or you know make use of that hundred thousand dollars, I understand that. But I had to make sure that it wouldn't change me. And I think I don't. I think that we just we don't really have people to look at as examples of oh this is a this is what it could be like. Mm -hmm. you know, we have local community representatives, like poets who are like in the community strong, like they they dope, but like there's no one up there to be like, oh, okay, that's where we go, the direction, as you said earlier, you know what I mean? Like artists are just now getting that, like Basquiat, everybody wants to be Basquiat because they're like, oh, art, oh man, like you could sell it, you could paint a painting that costs $5 and sell it for like a grand, Oh, okay. I'm, I want to be an artist, but but there's an understanding that you. I think that's that's, and I don't know what that understanding is. Maybe you can help. I don't know why there has to be that understanding that you know. Because you're right. What is the difference? Why can a rapper come out here with this confidence, rap, and then say, "Well, here, what, this is my money. This is my fee," you know? And then there's this humbleness. Maybe I don't know if it's humbleness or like this natural mysticism that comes with poetry that just doesn't want to be quantified or like capitalized. And I think that's maybe what's the separation slightly of poets and rappers, but I don't know. So to your point, that's why there is the poetry community and the poetry industry, right? It is a decision of choosing to simply be in the community and write the poems that you like 
and use it as an outlet, feel the way you feel. But for those who would like poetry to be their career, they should not be shamed and shunned for wanting to make money using their gift. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is it is a decision. It should simply be a decision among that poet. You know, so so. But the thing is, for the longest, there was no industry. So there was the confusion. It was the poetry community. And so you had the folks that wanted to do it for free and be, you know, uh, artists artists and just be the broke poet. Right, 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 right. And we we wear that as a crown. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like, why are we praising that? You know, it's so interesting, right? Because like, we're in this country, right? Everybody has a capitalistic mindset to a degree. And um, it's just interesting. Like, But think about it, too, though. There are some poets who want to do the nine to five or who want to struggle because it makes their art better. Like, you know, they, people say uh, certain rappers or even just people who make so much money, do, do they relate to the rest of the percentage of the population, mm. right? Is there, and I think some of that may, on a deeper level, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe a, maybe poets think that we're miseducated in running a business. So, And I know too, part of the journey, I was, um, I was afraid of success. I was afraid of, I was mm. afraid of asking for that, like, you know, $10,000 or like asking for like $100,000, you know, and hearing no or hearing, even hearing yes, you know, like that's a that's a very unique, that's a very unique position to put yourself in, you know. And it's like, mm-hmm. and I think over over time, I realized, well, you know, I don't these these what ifs are starting to pile up a little bit, and I don't want I don't want too many of those. So that's another reason why I had to start asking for stuff. But and and, and I think part of it too is asking. You know, some people just don't. It, it's true. Like some people don't even know how to ask. First of all, people a lot of people don't have a vision. So that's that's the main thing. Like there is no vision of what I can be. Like when I did my first, I did a TED talk. I didn't have no. I, I didn't even want to look up nobody's TED talk. I was like, I'm not even gonna write down my script. I'm gonna go up on the stage and see what. I'm gonna use it like that to see what I have to offer. You know, this audience about this this topic called pivot. Like, what's the most pivotal moment? And so I went up on stage and I'm just rapping my life story, my truth. And at the end of the talk. I had this breakthrough of like, oh, oh, this is why I didn't have this is why I didn't have a script. So I stood up and I said, hey, y'all, you know, I have this suit on and this suit, you know, fits. But uh, and I bent down and tried to touch my toes. I said, but I can't touch my toes in this suit. So I've I've and I, and I know I can. I said I said I've given up. The, I've limited the stretch of my imagination by trying to wear this suit to look a certain way for y'all. And it's like, oh, man, that's, you know, like just giving myself that uh, room to like grow, man. But uh, I don't know. I think it's a lot of that. Like we don't we're not educated in how to think for ourselves, which to me means just giving yourself space in your mind to to like absorb, adapt, you know, react, respond, evolve. And then and then like we don't put ourselves in enough business uh, situations to even understand what business like to me, business is almost as artful as like putting a poem together because you have to like have timing. You have to like be like, oh, sh- I know I need to ask for this right now. 
It's like, you know, like even even if you have your pitch ready, even if you have your business plan, you may be in a room and it's like at the, it's like in the poem, it's like when I'm citing a poem. You have to know oh, I'm looking at this person in their eyes for this line that I'm about to recite because they're going to get it. And then it's the same thing like with a business deal. This person's asking so many questions. I'm going to tell them right now, boom, this is what I need. And then, and then you got it. And it, I think it's just like we're, we don't do we don't put ourselves in those situations, you know, because we're waiting for the one right thing or like the one right uh, call back. You know, like I'm going to submit my poem to this publication. And if I get it in, I'm good. Or like we plan for that, and I think it's 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 that, and um, I don't I don't know what else it is, but like that's why some people you know rather stick to the community than jump into the industry because yeah, and it's all a mindset, you know, like small town versus big city, you know, it's all of that. Uh, but I mean, I have I have to, like I said too, I have like I was talking to a friend of mine who's doing investing. Uh, for this type of currency, this foreign exchange currency. Um, I'm drawing a blank on, on it, but uh, he's like, yeah, man, I have a kid now. So like, that's my, that's my main, you know, if I ever have a, if I, if I'm in a room and I don't want to ask for money, I'm like, well, I got to do it. You know, I got to ask for that. I can't come. Right. Home uh, yeah. You know, and, and I have three young ones. I have three daughters, you know, and, and six and under <laughs> two, two, four and six. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, what if I told them that, yeah, that, that thing that you love to do, no, there's no money in that. Come on now. You have to do that for free. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's, becoming an example. And so that's what this podcast is for. I'm bringing you on to enlighten people. Right? I'm 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 bringing artists like yourself so the viewers and the listeners can say, "Wait, what? He he did what? What are you talking about? Are you serious? Cuz you're blowing my mind right now. That's oh, why I have to stop you. You know, cuz you you zipping past the cuz <laughs> People say that. My mom used to say, why do you walk around this house like you got the world on your shoulder? I'm like, y'all. <laughs> like, I know I have to, like, this is, it's just, okay, I, I, one last thing I'm going to say, and then we can go any direction. Uh, and this may be a little too deep, but we are poets. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the term deja vu. Right. I think deja vu is when everything in your environment for a moment is present. And it's so, it's the, the feeling is so powerful. You tell yourself, I've been here before, just so you can feel familiar with it. But I, I'm starting to realize, like, there's so much that, like, poetry freed my mind. You know, like, I was, I was a big rebel growing up. Like, I, I didn't want to do anything anybody told me they wanted me to do. Or, like, I went against the grain. Like, I went to a private school where you couldn't, where you couldn't have facial hair. I grew it. They used to make me shave every day. Like, and that's just small stuff. This is not like, no, I'm not, like, out here in the streets and nothing, but I'm just saying like, I had to realize like, there's just, there's, there's just so much more capacity for our mind and poetry really just, it opened that up. And like how you said earlier, think out, think that there is no box. I used to say, yeah, I, I think outside the idea of there being a box, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, cause it's all ideas that we moving through until we start to implement them. But um, that deja vu thing I just threw out there, cause it's just like enlightenment and like, we, we, I think, I also say everybody is a poem, you know, like I believe yes. that 
we are all poems. Um, and that's what makes our job so uh, special to, to, to societies. We get to like construct them for people that can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's hints. Yep. Poet life. Our life is a poem, yes. right? And, and for me, you know, God is my poet that's writing my, my poem, you know? And so, man, this is good. This is good. Uh, so, so the, the, I'm still on this book, man. I'm still on these wedding books. So have you, so have you started, have you, have you done a wedding and also published the book and also sold the books to the wedding well, attendees? Well, I have I have them coming up now. You know, with quarantine, a lot of stuff was like uh, not happening. But I've been getting my books up for the upcoming year. The, the, I think one is coming up this month, and then um, I have a few. And this one that's coming up, I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna offer that um, that service, man. Man, just, you, just, you got me thinking, man. I'm just well, like, you got I'm me thinking like, because I'm over here thinking, no, man. No, 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 because even outside of weddings, <laughs> oh gosh, man. So now, outside of weddings, you have conferences and events and things of that nature. And so, when you go to the event planner and say, Hey, you know, even if it's virtual, even if it's virtual, uh, the attendees can send in their feelings towards the event or the the honorees or whatever the event is about and you can go off of each person's messaging and translate their messaging into a poem Mm -hmm. so you you don't even have to be in person it still works Mm -hmm. and then you take all of those poems right but 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 you you get paid twice. You get paid up front and then you get paid on the back end because you're selling the books. Mm-hmm. It's like a photographer. Mm-hmm. With the prints. Mm-hmm. With the prints. He mm-hmm. gets paid up front for doing the video shoot, but then he also charges for the prints. That's a great, yeah, exactly that. Yep, yep. 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 God. Yeah, man. I mean, I, it's... It, I you're think- opening eyes and you're opening minds right now. Somebody's like, "Yo, come on, tell them. Look, tell them send a send an application in. Tell them send me an email. We could put people to work because it's 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 crazy. And I, and I think I have to say I got inspired by um, once again Jay Z is probably one of the biggest people that I like studied. Uh, with the Rockefeller record thing, I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. You uh, you create your own. You keep you create your own company to record the music. music. You just need distribution help." So I was like, "Okay, that's that's interesting." So I'm gonna do the same thing with the publishing company, and then and then a step further when he did uh, Picasso Baby, when he did this this uh, where he rapped the same song for an hour at the at the I think it was the MoMA or the Met some museum. I'm like, oh man, okay, cool. And it, I mean, he got that idea from this other artist, but it's just, it's it's so interesting like how all of that is lining up. Like whenever I'm set up somewhere, I'm writing poems for people. Like they can get a poem in real, that's what that's what I love about the typewriter. You can get a poem in real time about whatever you're going through right there. And then I'm gonna read it to you. 
And then what I've been doing is recording them reading the poem. So that's been crazy because Ooh. now I'm doing like now I'm really playing with people like, you know, I set up sometimes in all white businesses and I have I talk about struggle and I talk about pain and black and oppression and I make them read it. And then, and then that's been interesting to watch them like pause or like cry. And I'm like, there you go. You that's know? a documentary right there. Well, I'm just saying and it's it, it's in their voice. You know what I mean? That's that's the that's what we that's the connection I think a lot of us are understanding. You know, like the frequencies people talk about, like, oh, when you're around a certain person, you say things you never thought to say or you thinking things you never thought to think. We starting to pick up on that and poets, you know, we just we are the the median, we get the we get to, you know, construct that more intentionally. Mm. But I really like that project lately, watching people talk about like saying saying words they've never said before. That's mm. what I like about recording people reading the poems. Um, yeah, what this is for years. But go ahead, man. You got me. Well, no, what, what intrigued me about you is because you know I I am a poet that writes haiku mm -hmm. at events, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, how did I not know about this poet here? You know, because I've been doing it you know, similarly. Um, but my question is, you're able to write that fast? Because I write haiku. So we're talking about 17 syllables, you know, right? It may be 10 words, maybe 15 words. How are you able to write that fast in front of someone? Because you're writing, how long are the poems? A page? Yeah, some, yeah, page. Sometimes, you know, it, it, it depends. Like I brought this piece of paper. So, I mean, it depends on it depends. It, it's truly a gift. I'm learning to accept that and say that out loud because I, I never knew. But like I just pick up on people. I have I have a way to pick up on people's energy. But then also I have ways of phrasing questions to get people to open up like that, you know, and, and whether mm -hmm. they say whether they say it, whether they say it, that's cool. But I think I'm picking up on the feel the feeling that like um, my daughter, uh, whenever I say a new word, and half of the time is when she catches me, I say a curse word, you know, I slip up and it's not directed at her. It's, it's always something outside of mm -hmm. me. And she picks it up and she knows that word is something's different about that word. Right. I'm I think I'm picking up just because I say, hey, what's what do you love about yourself? Somebody will say, oh, my confidence. And they say that little that little sentence based on how they say that I'm. I'm already gone, you know, like, okay. But if I, if I slow down, I'm like, okay, well, your confidence, what do you do well? And then boom, they're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay, I got you opened up a little bit. Cause I think like what also makes it cool about what we do is I get to hear everybody else's day-to-day -day vocabulary. We, we all speak in the day-to-day, -day. you know, like we only know, we have a limited amount of vocabulary used from the day-to-day. -day. And so me, I'm tapped into almost every, everybody that I'm around. So I, my mind is just moving, you know, and and I think a lot of it goes to the training and like just do, like I sat in the I sat in the French Quarter every day for like uh, I would go out there from eleven to four or eleven to seven and just you know if nobody wrote a poem I was still out there I mean sorry if nobody wanted a poem mm -hmm. I was still writing poetry based on the things I see or what I hear, um, but um, there's never been a time you know where. I'm, you know, I had one person. She sat down next to me one day and was like, uh, and you know, sorry, another thing that makes it so uh, spontaneous and quick is that person's energy too. They want to hurry up and get going to the next thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they had, like, I 
picking up on that. They're rushing me. So I'm like, I got to, you know, work. Um, but this lady sat down next to me and said, you have all the time you need. And that was so freeing. Like I, I started the poem and then I said, okay, let's, this, and this is the first time I ever did this with somebody. I said, okay, I packed up my typewriter and I moved to the, another street. And we sat and looked at that street. And then I wrote, and then we went to the cathedral. Uh, I just moved locations with them. And that was interesting uh, to, to have that process, you know? And I think that that's cool. And that's something, you know, I once again have to like be thankful for that I'm open to like these different processes. You know, there isn't one way to write a poem, uh, you know, and no matter what people, you know, like it just goes back. Everything around us is poetry if, if you're open to it, you know? Yeah, and you got to know yourself too, right? Because you can write or type quickly, uh, but I take I take my time when I write, and so it's perfect for it to be in high uh, be a haiku for me, right. right? Because it's so short. Even though I take a while, I can finish that short poem. But if it was a page, it, we'd be there all day. You know, sometimes I'll put the, the poem down and come back the next day. I'll live some more and get some more inspiration. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I can I can appreciate that. You know, I, it's, it's like it's like rappers who can freestyle. Mm -hmm. That blows my mind how fast mm -hmm. their brain moves. And for it to make sense, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is, there's this YouTuber uh, named Harry Mack. This is yeah. white guy. Yeah, yeah, oh my! Yeah. Oh yeah. my gracious! If you're listening or watching, go to YouTube and search Harry Mack. He can and will freeze. So he he gets on this app called Omegle, um, where he's he's in his studio and using his internet on that app or or website. I believe I'm not sure. I've never been on it, but someone will pop up from anywhere in the world and they're like, Hey, hi, how are you? And he'll ask them, Hey, throw me three words. Mm -hmm. And so he'll freestyle off of those three words, not stutter, not break, not pause. And all of it makes sense and give you lyrics. It's crazy. He almost has like a million views, right? Uh, well, no, a million subscribers by by now. As a matter of fact, he did a challenge. He challenged himself to freestyle for eight hours, <laughs> and and he was live on YouTube, and everybody in the comments were throwing out words in the comments, and he was using those words. He was just like. Did he do it? That's dope. He did it. Yes. I was a freestyle. That's wild. That's a Guinness book. That's a record. It has to be. That's, that has to be. That's it. You know, and so um, I just I just love the diversity in in the way poetry can be presented. You know, DMX was a straight up poet. Oh yeah. That's like he wrote poetry yeah. on beats. Yes, prayers, prayers. Some would oh, argue prayers. You know, some argue. Some would argue prayers. Good gracious, man. Um, gosh. So, man, I'm so I'm still stuck on those books, and 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 so we have to talk after this. We got to talk. We we definitely have to talk after this because, um, so I have a I, I the poet life 
has made history and you know we've produced the first com tv commercial cable tv commercial advertising a you know, high level poetry service right and our services i don't think i even told anybody um outside of this episode uh but it is keynote poets right and so we are hiring and booking poets spoken word artists who also have the skill set of delivering a keynote speech and they'll sync the two mesh the two together and seamlessly present a keynote with spoken word infused and um we shot out there in LA about a few weeks ago and it launches tomorrow and we'll in the DC, Maryland and Virginia area uh, on 38 networks, our commercial will, will, will present um, for the next 90 days, pretty much the whole summer, 2021. So really excited about it. I'm, I'm sure I'll start getting the text message. I saw you on TV and so, you know, so in the commercial. Oh yeah, most I said listen, if we're going to do this commercial, I'm going to be in. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I kind of closed it out with the little ending remarks and stuff like that. So, really excited about it, man. And and again, uh all the poet life is is just uh an example. Right? Like this is one element, you know, poet life podcast, but we also have poet life gear. And we have a nonprofit, Poet Life Academy. So I'm, I'm just like writing down a list of things that you can do with poetry. Mm. And I'm just being not not giving examples, but I'm being an example. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? So and, and from what I'm seeing and hearing from you, man, you're 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 doing the same. You're doing the same. So it's good stuff, man. So where are you located? New Orleans. I'm down here in New Orleans. Um, okay. Yeah, spend most of Did the you time. You said you were in Fredericks, Maryland, some time ago. You are you yeah. from here or? I'm from uh, Baton Rouge. I'm from Louisiana, but I grew up in uh, I grew up in D.C. in Maryland. Uh, went to pretty much yeah elementary, uh, really middle school to high school up there. Where? What schools? I went to, uh, I mean, Family Christian Academy. This is on Georgia Avenue. Uh, okay. And I went to Veers Mill. Sorry, St. Catherine. St. Catherine on Veers Mill. And then I was at St. John's um, in Frederick. St. John's at Prospect Hall. What, what year St. John's? 2007. Okay. Okay, I got you. So you, you're younger than me. My my brother uh, played basketball at St. John's. What year did he play? Nah, he's older. So um, 95, 96. Right, around that. Yeah, 98, 97. Like Bruce, Bruce Jenkins. Mm. But I think he was only there for like, he went to like three or four high schools. Um, okay. Like Blair in, in okay. Silver Spring. Um, you know, so moving from D.C. to to Maryland um, to get to the suburbs, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so what's all right. So what 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 more are you doing with your poetry? Um, so 
so the book I came out with, um, I just did a, I'm doing, uh, oh, I'm a, so I have a residency at the Columns Hotel. So uh, this residency is my first uh, studio. I have a studio and an office. So I do this thing, it's called Soul Studies. And I meet with people once a week uh, for, an, for an hour. So individuals, I haven't done couples or groups yet, but individuals for an hour once a week, uh, they pay me an hourly rate. And that hourly rate, um, at the end, so basically, I started this in January. We're we're going into May. I think it takes about five months of meeting for me to give you a book. So now I'm giving individuals a book. So the soul studies is like my thing of how do you find inspiration? How do you understand your soul? So I ask you these questions, you know, and I write you a poem each week, um, but. Those are just chapters. So at the end of the session, so this lady I'm doing one for, we stopped meeting last Monday. So I'm not gonna meet with her until the book is done. So that might take me a week. That might take me one day if I sat down and wrote it, it might take me a month. But at the end, after reading those chapter poems, I come out with that book, I give her this book. And so the goal is, you know, whenever you need inspiration, you know, you may go to your favorite song, you may go to your favorite movie, you may go to your favorite book. It's always external. So now what I'm trying to do is give you this book that you can go back and look at for your own, you know, inspiration. It's kind of like a journal, but it's me, you know, I'm involved with this. So it's more than a journal, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm not like a, I'm not, I'm, you know, it's deeper than poetry when we talk like this, because, you know, you get into like, spirituality and healing and like guidance but um so that's what i'm doing at at the columns hotel but what's what's the newer thing to that is and i think you kind of touched on it with keynote and you touched on it with like a poet being more than a poem um i'm doing like room service poetry um and i'm doing room service art so like you know if you stay at the hotel and you want a poem you dial this number and you get a poem right and so i'm, I'm taking that I'm taking that idea. I'm taking that idea, and um, I'm, 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 you know, looking to do that idea in other places too. You know, like Pharrell just opened his hotel uh, in Miami. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm so that's one thing. And then um, wait, 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 man. This is the last one. This is the last one. And then on Thursday nights, I do poetry with an upright bass player. So what I'm trying to do now is my po- my first poetry album where I'm reciting, I'm writing and reciting on the spot with a bass player and maybe a pianist. I'm trying to put piece together the, the, the sound now. So that's what I'm currently doing. That's what I'm focusing on, my studio, my art, and my album, because that's kind of where I want to put all of this energy. I want to, everything that I've been through and then kind of lately and what I kind of foresee, I want to put into this album and use that to speak it out, you know, speak it into existence. Cause this is my time and I'm not, I never really say stuff like that, but it is though, because uh, it's just all, it's all happening. You know, like I have these things that I need to get the job done. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. And I want to do it. I want to do it. You know, like I want to put forth the effort, you know, like in the energy. Cause I've been, I've been sitting on it, not sitting on it. I've just been working for so long, you know, it's right. put in more and more work. So how did you pitch those ideas to the hotels. 
it, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, um, I know him. So the only thing I, we talked about, um, so they acquired the hotel, renovated it. And um, this is around the same time I was doing a mural for the, uh, the, hair, the, the guy who owns the, the, hair, the hair company, the hair salons and the, the uh, hair institute. Um, and that's, they're, called, they're called Aveda. Sorry, it's not. It was Aveda Institute is the name of the, the school, right? So, um, and Paris Parker are the name of the salon. So this guy also is a part owner of this hotel. So we were talking and I was like, man, you know, top of, top of 2021, I want to open a store. Uh, and I want to have my Poetry Still Matters store. I got my merch. I got shirts. I got my book. I want to do my workshops. I want to do my thing, my art. And he's like, man, we had this space in the hotel that we don't even know what to do with. You can use it as an incubator. And I'm like, boom, I'm in there. And then... Being in there, I came up with soul studies. I came up with the room service. I came up with, you know, uh, the, I'm coming up with the Thursdays with the, you know, the, the, the bass and the album. Uh, I'm about, yeah, I mean, it's so much to do there because, like, um, the poet is so <laughs> instrumental, man. The poet is like, in that space, I help the employees, I help the consumers. Like, if an employee has a problem with a consumer, or somebody eating at the restaurant or a guest at the hotel, I'm like, yo, what's up? Because I can pick the energy. I'm like, oh, what's up? Oh, man, it's, you know, they want me to do this. They want me to go backwards. I'm like, okay, let me write you a poem. I write them a poem, they day change, you know? And it's like little stuff like that. And I'm like, that's some value right up in there that, like, that's money, you know? It, you know, that's, but like, it's, it takes right now, and that's where I love where we are because it takes the right people to move the cult, move it forward, you there know? You I'm not overwhelmed by nobody. Like people come up to me, like I, I did the show, I did the show uh, July 4th last year, Say It, I Love Black People. And it was it was like an art show. It's my response to George watching the tape. And so I did this painting and one person in, one person out. And each person that came in the room, I look at them in their face and I say, I love you, right? And they, they trip out. Some of them trip out, some people say it back, some people go look at the piece and we talk. And this one older white dude was like, man, you know, I'm surprised you aren't angry. And I'm like, man, what, like, what you talking about? You know, <laughs> like, I was, and I had to give him the rundown. I was like, you know, you know, my dad is, my, my granddad was angry. My dad's angry. You know, I was born, I was born like happy. I was born free. My parents put in so much work that, you know, I get, I mean, and I'm built for it. Like, so I'm not, I'm not ignorant to society and, and, and all of the stick, all the systematics and all the oppression. I get, I'm, I'm here with it, but like, I have to put, I have to, I have to push us so further, you know, like, so to be angry, like, I, it's just so interesting how people, I'm seeing people and how they program, you know, by being true to myself, by, by doing this show called Say It, I Love Black People. And that guy's response was that, you know, I, I see, I see that, you know, like, it's just so interesting. It's a very interesting space to be in. And I'm just happy that I could do it. And I'm seeing the worth of it. I'm seeing the value. Like, I see that I could shift. My fr another friend of mine had an accident and damaged his brain and lost his memory, like lost most of his memory. He was in a coma for a month. He He's out of it. Almost it's been a year, so he's rehabilitating. He's getting back better. He's a barber, so he's cutting hair. He's good now. He's getting better. But when he got out of that accident and I think got out of coma, he hit me up and said, man, I remember you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, man, like, we got to hang out. Like, all this you've been through, you talking about, and our, our relationship is no deeper or, sorry, no longer than barbershop talk. Like, I go get my hair cut and then we'll, we'll kick it. Like we'll get deep like we are, but like, that's it. You know, I never see him anywhere else. 
So he hit me up. So I said, man, you got to come to my house. He looked at me, man, in my face and said, you know what you do for people when you write poems? I'm like, no, nah, yeah, I just I write them this poem and that's it. He said, no, man, you know, you, you are healing people when you write these poems. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know, I'm like overwhelmed by hearing that, but I have to believe it because of what he's been through. You know what I mean? And I'm just seeing that on a day to day level, like when people come. Like when people walk down the street and they think they in the in the French Quarter about to get drunk and they see me writing a poem, they whole attitude shift. When they come to a hotel and they complaining about the the quality of room service or they complaining about something with the hotel, and I write them a poem, they whole thing shift. You know, and it's and I'm starting to see that with childhood friends with my parents. Man, that show said I love black people. I was sitting in the church. It was at this church, too. I was sitting in the church like, man, how am I going to say this was a success? You know, is somebody going to buy the painting or somebody going to give me some money? I said, no. I said, get out of that. Get out of that space. And I, I got out of it. And I said, oh, man, I never told my dad I love him as an adult. So so my parents came to the show. I look at my dad. I said, dad, I love you. He said it right back like that. And the whole relationship, boom, healed. And we have no, we have no it was no different. It's just the way we were raised. You know, like men don't say that. You know, we just do it. You know, it's just it's understood. Right. But, wow. When you hear it, <laughs> it's crazy what it does. It's, it's not crazy. It's just transform transformative what it does. You know, like, oh, OK, cool. Like, and, and it's just interesting, you know, and that's all through poetry for me. You know, poetry did all of that. You know what I mean? So the so the poetry community is is ancient. Right. It is. It has been here since the beginning of time, like the Bible, Psalms, and, but the industry is in its infancy, you know? And, and again, like you said, it takes um, a Russell Simmons-like visionary uh, to, to spark that new thing, you know? And, um, and you're doing some amazing things, you know. I just wanted to ask you uh, another thing, and that is, you're you're doing what you're doing and initiating what you're doing through your relationships, right? Because mm -hmm. that's I thought you you pitched it to you know the hotel owner, but it was someone that you knew. Mm -hmm. That's another thing, relationships piece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's good because I'm thinking like, okay, how did he, how did he pitch that to the hotel owner? Like, did you package it up? You know, uh, uh, I mean, and all of that is coming too. With, I mean, I'm I'm all new to press kits. I mean, I have to start getting into that now because of uh, the album work that I want to do and reaching out to people who don't know me. You know, like. <clears throat> this residency is my first one and I'm going to learn everything I can and can't do so that when it's time to go to other hotels or other spaces, I think I'll have that uh, package and that pitch ready now that I know what it is that I'm doing. Um, and I think that's all that kind of also goes back to what we were saying with like examples for other poets. Like a lot of people have heard of artists in residence, but they've never heard of a poet in residence. And I'm like, it's the same thing, but it's the same thing, but nobody has done it. So nobody, you know, knows what to look for or lean on. And, and, and I say that to say, like, a lot of us who are older or just get the vision or believe in ourselves, it's, it's, a, it's it, it, 
I don't know what it is in our makeup, but it's so hard to open up and be vulnerable and let people know what it's like and what the path is because you want to covet it. You want to hold it. You know, like it's, you work so hard for it and you're getting, you're reaping a lot of benefits, but there's so much, there's so many more, there's so much more to it if you involve more people. And I'm trying to learn that, you know what I mean? But it, it comes with practice and patience and, you know, like I never want to be untrue to myself. So, you know, I'm learning that too. you like, you know, I can say no now, but later, you know, you know, what's up or can we pick up where I left off now that I'm ready? But, you know, in business, it's tough to do that, too, because you got to strike. It's just a lot of juggling. You know, you got to strike when it's hot or you got to be ready at all. You got to be ready. So you don't have to get ready, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, my relationships came so naturally. I mean, and they came from me being myself. Like, you know, you, you said know yourself and a lot of people say know yourself. And I'm, I'm moving on to like love, love yourself, because then you then it's like knowledge. It seems a little more attainable. Like it's like then knowledge is easy, you know, because not easy, but you see knowledge for what it is. You see it. You need you need knowledge to maneuver through the world, you know. And I think that comes from I that personally speaking, I was able to see that once I just loved how I received knowledge or loved, you know, you know, just understanding loving the loving aspect of it. Um, so when I started typing out on the street and not making no money and looking bummy, I still had love and people would come up to me. And that's how I met these cats that run these hotels and run these shops. They just they came up to me. To just, just to, it's how everybody, how we all do. You check people. And just because I look a certain way, if, if, you, if the vibe is cool, then okay, I'm going to listen to you now. It's not about what you look like or, or what you smell like or your beard. It's just, oh, I'm picking up on what you, I'm picking it up. So it's, it's cool then. And that's, that's what just sitting on the street taught me. And that's what all this time has taught me. So now when I'm sitting up in these rooms asking, you know, for money or not even having to ask, people just saying what what what's the budget or what do you want in it and that's that's an interesting space to be in because it's like you know like i got this piece of art that piece of art that was to say that i love black people piece i have this guy that wants to buy it and it's it's um it's six foot five foot by six foot and um i'm about to ask for a price sorry i'm not even gonna ask yet i'm gonna say make me an offer and then once i hear that offer i already have my mindset i know what i want but I'm just going to see this guy got money. So I'm going to see what he think is worth just because he got money. And then if, if it's up there, then cool. If it's not, I'm going to be like, well, no, this is what I want. You know, take it or leave it type thing. But it's going to be interesting to see that and see how that affects how I move through space now, you know, because I'm in this whole mindset, man, where I want to invest in my friends. Like I, I'm trying to like get all my friends to go on this retreat because we just need time to like create. And none of us, I know why none of us are doing it because nobody wants to put up the money to get there. And I'm like, boom, I'm about, I'm about to do that because once we're there, then then we can work. But it's just like I, I'm trying to, you know, do all of that uh, as well with the with the uplifting the, the community. Like I'm reading it as it's going by and building the po- and building the industry. You know. Yeah, man. I love it. One last thing I got for you, man, because you know I could I could continue to do this. Um, what was your mom's response to you writing poetry on the street? Man, my my mom and dad got on me, man. I mean, when I first when I first when I first said it, they were like, "Well, what you know? What's your plan B? Or what's yeah? What's your plan B?" Um, it was no support. 
And then as I continue, and I look back to this day and I thank God that I didn't get the support because I think in a subconscious way or conscious way, my parents were making sure that's the decision. I, you know, making sure that I was committing to it, you know, and I think whether or not, you know, that's the case, I have yet to ask them. Uh, I'm thankful for that interpretation of how they responded because it just pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. And then um, as I continued through and and I think, you know, they're coming from a parental sense. And that's I'm glad you asked that question because I they come from that space of they just want you to be happy at the end of the day and make sure you can take care of yourself. And so but I think once they realized I was like I was happy, I was living life, I was learning experiences, I was making connections, I was paying my rent, <laughs> you know, like I had a I had a decent apartment. So it's like all of those things were checked off. And then now they're the ones telling me, yo, dream bigger. Now, look, they the ones my dad sent me this um, poet laureate application for Baton Rouge. So I was the first poet laureate of Baton Rouge. I filled that out and I won that position. Thanks to my dad sent, getting an email and sending it to me. Um, and then like, you know, everybody, it's, it's just interesting now too, like how it just, it just, it's full circle now. Now it's support, now it's love. But I think in the beginning it was, and there are no artists and no poets in my family. So I'm like the first one to just wake up one day and go for it, you know? I know what you mean. I'm right there with you, man. You know, at first it's the it's the laughs, the stares, like the questions, yeah. you know, poetry, typewriter. Yeah. You know, and once they see you being consistent and committed, like you said, they're like, oh, he's serious about this. You know, because at first we as artists are just people who start stuff that don't get the support are upset. Mm -hmm. Like my family, my friends are not supporting me. But from what I could see, from my experience, our family and friends know us. Mm. And they know that we have a tendency to jump from one thing to the next, one shiny idea to the next, you know, and so from what I could tell, they're just waiting for you to be consistent with one thing mm -hmm. before they hop on and, and and support that that new thing. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Cubs, man, I can talk all night with you, man. Um, this is what I love to do, man. So I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, and more than likely, we'll continue this conversation as we uh, when we cut this off, but um, look, let the folks know something. If it's a poet or it's just it's just a person that has an idea, but they're not sure how to get started or whatever, just give them some inf inspiration, man. What, what what would you say to that person? Mm, I would say, you know, if you're listening or you have a time to, you know, a time of your day to listen to yourself, I say close your eyes and ask yourself, what do you love about yourself? And when you hear that voice and you feel that feeling, apply that to everything you go through. That's all that's all I got for the people. Ooh, that's good. That's good. We're gonna close it out right there. It's the Poet Life Podcast. Look, if you if you have anything else that you all want to know about the poet life, check out thepoetlife.com. If you want some gear, poetlifegear.com. Check out Cubs the Poet on Instagram. You get a website and all that other stuff. Yeah, everything is just type Google Cubs the Poet. The website comes up. The merch. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I love to hear. That's an example right there. You know, 
poets gotta we gotta get that we gotta get the website we gotta get the same social media names so it's easier to find us and not so and so one two three abc underscore dollar sign you know you know what i mean so it's it's the branding and so we're again the industry is in its infancy and so everybody's learning and so that's why we're bringing folks on that are a little far ahead but also are giving the game mm. so i appreciate you for giving the game you are inspiring a whole lot of people that you don't know right now but i'm sure they'll reach out they'll dm you they'll comment under your page uh under your pictures and your videos um but yeah man this is what we do it's the poet life podcast everybody have a good night cubs the poet i appreciate you man peace and love thank you yes sir Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way. Ain't got no time now. You in the way, 